Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, kids. This is Risk, the show where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share. I'm Kevin Allison, and every Thursday we release these special episodes where we look back at content from our earlier years. Every other Thursday we feature just one classic story from the vaults. We ask that you keep the historical context in mind. Today, in 2021, there's a different consciousness. We've always asked storytellers to speak in as unfiltered a way as possible, and yet to tell their stories with as much compassion as possible. Even so, I'm sure the storytellers and the host might have worded some of what they said on these old episodes differently if they'd been recorded more recently. As always, the title of the whole series, Risk, is itself a content warning. This week, a story that Nelson Lugo first shared on the show in November of 2015. Here's Nelson now with a story we call The Magus. So my grandmother was a Santeras, which means that she practiced Santeria, which means that she was a Puerto Rican witch. And I mean that in the most respectful way possible. For those of you who don't know, Santeria is what's known as a syncretic religion. It combines the Yoruba faith of West Africa with the indigenous folklore of the Bariqua Indians of Puerto Rico. When the missionaries started their work, it then became fused with Catholicism. So as a result, my grandmother was a devout Catholic who attended Mass every single day of her life. She also cast spells, removed curses, prepared baths that cleansed your soul, talked to the dead, and saw your future. She also made the best pancakes I have ever had in my life. And she was a tiny woman. She was four foot 11, never spoke a word of English, but understood it perfectly. And I do not speak Spanish, 
but I understand it very well. And so the conversations between my grandmother and I were these really kind of belabored secret decoder ring kind of conversations where we would try to like figure out what each one is saying and then we would say something back and then they would try to figure out what we were saying. So yeah, it was an interesting, uh, <laughs> it was an interesting communicating with my grandmother. For anyone who knows me, it, it's unsurprising that I'm the skeptic of the family. And, and I have always been, have always been that way. Um, so even when I was a little boy, I never really believed anything that my grandmother did was real. She loved the fact that I'm a skeptic. I've never had a problem with it. She always felt that people should find their own way to the things that mean the most to them. Because I was kind of force-fed religion at an early age. I went to uh, Roman Catholic school for the first seven years of my educational life. And even then, just knowing then that I just, I, I knew I didn't believe in any of it. But I was going through the motions because I thought that I was supposed to do. However, I'm also a professional magician. And that is my livelihood and have been doing that for a very, very long time. And my grandmother <laughs> always found it very interesting that for someone who didn't believe in magic, I sure practiced a lot of it. Now, I would argue that what I do isn't what she does, or at least what she purports to do. But from my grandmother's point of view, it's really about the metaphor. But she did things that I just can't explain. Uh, one of the stories is that she managed to get a junior congressman acquitted from embezzlement charges using a mixed powder spell. At least that's the way the story goes. Another story is that she didn't like her upstairs neighbor. Apparently, this woman was very loud and got very angry and belligerent anytime anyone asked her to keep it down. So my grandmother, using an incense and oil spell, managed to get her to move, apparently to another state. <laughs> Again, I mean, I don't know how much of that, for me, I can really take to heart, but there is one time that she used her magic on me. Growing up, I've had asthma my entire life. Asthma is terrifying. The best analogy I think I can come up with is a fish out of water. If you take a fish out of a fish tank and just put it on a desk and watch it struggle for some kind of breath, that is the closest equivalent that I could possibly point to. Nothing you can do can get enough air into your lungs because your lungs are essentially filling with fluid. And it's kind of terrifying. I mean, especially when I was little and I didn't really understand what was going on with me. All I knew is that I couldn't breathe. And as a shy kid who read a lot of comic books and books and adventure stories, there are a lot of people who die from suffocation in Batman comic books. And, you know, the, the Joker decides to gas a room and everybody's suffocating. And that was what I was reading at nine years old. I love Batman. I mean, emotionally, I think I became quite cynical to it pretty young because I, I had gotten it so much and had been hospitalized so much that in my head, it's like, oh, oh, well, I guess here we go again. You know, here we go to the hospital and I have to breathe in medicine and stuff. Growing up, this was always, always a big deal. In fact, whenever little Nelson had even the rumor of an impending asthma attack, the general rule, the protocol, was to just rush me to the nearest emergency room or I could die. 
you know, this was before the advent of rescue inhalers, before those were pretty commonplace. I must have been 10 years old, and I was staying with my grandmother, and I got a very sudden and, and pretty severe asthma attack, but she didn't take me to the hospital. In fact, she basically broke every rule of the Little Nelson Lugo protocol, and she took me by the hand and led me to this one room in her giant Bronx apartment that I was just never allowed to go into before. It's called her saint's room. The door opens and I am just hit with sensory overload. It's just a cacophony of information. There's, it's a narrow room and at the end of it is just one window. And so that's where all the light is coming into. But every square inch of this room is covered with tables and shelves and all kinds of stuff. And every square inch of the tables and shelves are just covered with, covered with something sacred to her. There's rocks and crystals and beaded necklaces and rosaries and painted rocks and dead flowers. And, and like there are crosses everywhere in the room. Dying Jesuses are everywhere in this room. Pictures of Jesus are everywhere in this room. In the corner, there's about a dozen plastic Smurf figurines for some odd reason. And then uh, next to that is a large toy horse that went to my Lone Ranger action figure that had been missing for months. And then next to that, there was a large bust of a Native American man with this huge, real feather headdress. I think it was a genuine feather headdress. And smoked cigars were in ashtrays and then just piles of pennies and then just bottles of just oils and powders and just like, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. And there was just a rainbow of lit candles throughout the room. And then the air was had this heavy scent of wax and perfumed alcohol in it. And at this point, I'm wheezing now heavily, and my breath is coming in short gasps. And she hands me these bouquet of flowers to give to this four-foot handmade doll called Mama. And this doll had seashell earrings and was wearing a white scarf and a white dress with a white head wrapping. And it was made from the blackest material I've ever seen in my entire life with button eyes and a and a red string smile. She starts grabbing powders and oils off the shelves and she starts grabbing silk scarves and she starts dousing the silk scarves with all these oils and powders. And then she starts chanting this ancient whispered secret prayer that just has a whole lot of S's in it. You know, like, like, and then she starts rubbing my chest with these silk scarves all the while just chanting this secret prayer. And I am freaking the fuck out now and I'm really scared and my breath is just coming really in short gasps and she sits me on the floor uh, and she places a white bowl by my feet and I'm kind of terrified now and uh, it feels like there's an elephant just sitting on my chest and it just it seems like a, a fight to get every molecule of air into my lungs and I'm sweating from the exertion and I'm starting to cry now and then out of nowhere there's now a live chicken in the room and now she's holding a really big knife and then she just holds up the chicken and she holds up the knife and then she just slits this chicken's throat and there's just so much blood there's blood just coming out of this tiny little fucking chicken and the chicken even didn't even make a sound and then and then I could breathe and I have no idea how she did that 
I, I really don't. Now, to be clear, Nelson, the adult, science-loving skeptic, believes that the ritual, combined with the sensory overload that created a sort of hyper-emotional state, created what's known as a placebo effect. Um, my body rushed with adrenaline, and that allowed my lungs to function. It's also entirely possible that I was just too fucking terrified to have an asthma attack at that point. However, little Nelson, the scared little boy who couldn't breathe, he believes it could have been magic. So I guess that begs the question, does it really matter? And to be honest, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very grateful to be alive. And my grandmother passed away four years ago now. And I think about her a lot. You know, I mean, when a lot of people think about magic and they think about, you know, wands and bunny rabbits and for better or for worse, Harry Potter movies. But when I think about magic, I think about a four foot eleven soft spoken Puerto Rican witch whose pancakes I still miss very much. That's all for this week's Classic Risk Singles episode. Now, don't miss out on our regular full-length episodes. There's a brand new one every Tuesday. And everything you might want to know about us is at risk-show.com.